0: Good morning. The first lesson for today uh, is uh, from Psalm 33, uh, beginning with the 12th verse and continuing to the end of the psalm. Listen for the Lord, word of the God of God. Happy is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all humankind. From where he sits enthroned, he watches all the inhabitants of the earth, he who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. A king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a vain hope for victory, and by its great might it cannot save. Truly, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. Our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. The second uh, scripture reading for this morning is from Hebrews, uh, the 11th chapter, beginning with the first three verses. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was made from things that are not seen." And now moving to verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents. As did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to a city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, he received power of procreation, even though he was too old, and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered himself faithful, uh, he considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one person, and this one good is dead, descendants were born, as many as the stars of heaven and as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth, For people who speak in this way make it clear that they're seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had opportunity to return. But but as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. The word of the Lord.
1: Let us pray together. Gracious God, open our hearts, our ears, our minds this day to your word, your word spoken, your word churned in our minds and our hearts this day. Plant your Holy Spirit in our lives so so that we might respond in faith and be your disciples. For we pray this in the name of Christ, our Savior. Amen. When I first came to the United States and began working in a church in North Carolina, I met Marty and his wife and their three children. They were members of the church that I served and Marty was one of the youth advisors. He was a very popular high school Spanish teacher and often you would see him riding his bike around town. One of his favorite things to do was to go to the movies on Sunday afternoons and often when he came to our youth group on Sunday evenings, he would share about what movie he had seen and what nugget of that movie he could apply to his faith life. None of that is particularly noteworthy in some senses. He was an ordinary person living an ordinary life. Apart from the fact that Marty is legally blind I remember one day talking to him about this and asking him about his love of bike riding. It always gave me a little bit of a nervous jolt when I saw him riding around town. And I couldn't quite figure out why he would spend the money to go to the movies every Sunday afternoon when he couldn't really see what was happening on the screen. And I remember when we had that conversation, he explained to me how he did have just a little bit a little bit of sight that still gave him the impression of light and dark and shadows. And because he'd lost his sight as an adult, he could imagine those scenes unfolding on the screen. When I pressed him about his bike riding, he told me that he loved to feel the wind on his face when he rode. And he said, with a twinkle in his sightless eyes, you know, you don't always need to see to know where you're going. I've thought about that a lot over the years. You don't always need to see to know where you're going. Our reading from Hebrews today highlights some of the great men and women of our faith. I invite you this afternoon to go home and to read the whole chapter, because it talks about the lives of some of those Old Testament and New Testament characters. And yet, sometimes, if we're honest, when we read these stories from our Bible, we must admit that there's often a fine line, a fine line between faith and foolishness. Think about Noah. If you had seen him out in his yard building a boat on a sunny and cloudless day, what would you have thought? If you had listened to him tell his tale of an impending storm and a flood, and the need to gather up two of each animal, how would you have reacted? Or what about, or what about Sarah? If she, had, if she had come to you and told you the words of those strangers who'd come to visit, how would you have responded to her? Would you have gone home and started knitting a baby blanket? Or would you have wondered if perhaps in her old age, She was getting a little confused. What about if you had been standing at the edge of the Red Sea when Moses arrived with the Israelites in tow, and having watched them get safely to the other side, how would you then have explained the fact that the waves crashed over the top of the Egyptians? Over and over again, we read the stories of the people of the Bible Stories that we are familiar with, but if we're honest, stories that really don't make a lot of sense to us. Their actions don't make sense. They don't hold up to scrutiny. They aren't logical. They aren't rational. They aren't practical. And yet, it's their names that are held up in Hebrews. It's their pictures that are on the Hall of Fame, if you like. It's their lives that we are supposed to hold up in high regard and emulate. It's their stories that are supposed to inform our story, challenge us, and inspire us in the things of our lives. Faith, we read this morning, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith that elusive and somewhat hard to define part of our relationship to God that somehow makes all the difference in the world. Faith, faith that somehow turns foolishness and folly into trust and hope. Tom Long says that faith possesses in the present what God has promised in the future. For Noah, that meant on a clear and sunny day, building a boat made total sense, because he knew a storm would come. For Israelites, it meant trying to hold on to the promise of a land flowing with milk and honey, whilst trudging through the wilderness. And for countless men and women who have followed in the ways of faith, it means having confidence, having confidence that even though things in our lives, in our family, in our world, may seem to be falling apart, even when life is at its worst, we know the promises of God can be trusted. Frederick Beatner writes that faith is better understood as a verb than as a noun, as a process than a possession, It is an on again, off again, rather than a once and for all. Faith, faith is not being sure of where you're going, but going anyway. A journey without maps. It is the past faithfulness of God that gives us hope for the present and hope for the future. When we look to these heroes of our faith to remind us of the lives that they led, the decisions and choices they made, the ways in which they had to trust in God, those decisions and stories can give us hope. When our own lives seem uncertain, when we aren't quite sure of where God is leading us or into what situation we might find ourselves, We are asked to have faith. We are asked to trust in God's promises. We are asked to trust in God's goodness. When we read Paul's words this morning, the word assurance, faith is the assurance. It actually literally translates as the word substance the underlying state of something, the fundamental core, the reality, the reality that supports everything else. Faith. Faith is the very being, the the underlying reality of God's promises, promises that are being worked out in the midst of our lives, as difficult or as challenging as they might be, We might not be able to see or know exactly what god is calling us to we might not be able to quite fathom the path ahead but god's promises are real in our lives they give us hope they give us promise they give us the courage the courage to continue to trust to walk to believe hebrews chapter 11 reminds us of this great cloud of witnesses, those who have gone before us in our faith. And of course, for each one of us, there are those individuals, those men and women who we have known, who we have lived alongside, who have made an impact on our faith, parents or teachers, grandparents, preachers, those who have somehow touched our lives by their words, by their actions, by the ways they lived out their faith. And we're told that this great cloud of witnesses goes before us. They inspire us, they challenge us, they remind us of the hope that we can have in God's care and presence in our lives. When we read the stories of men and women of faith in Scripture, And when we read stories perhaps of our contemporaries or those who've gone before us, ordinary people who lived lives of great faith, we might sometimes wonder of that line between faith and foolishness. We might sometimes wonder if their head was really just in the clouds. But think about those cloud of witnesses. Think about those people who inspire you inspire you each day to continue to walk in the journey of your faith, to continue to walk in the path of God's promises. Think about those people, think about those stories, and remember, remember that God's promises were made true in the lives of those men and women of faith just as much as they are made true in our own lives. Remember the words of those who have inspired you. Remember the words of those like Marty, who could say with complete faith and assurance, You don't always need to know, to, you don't always need to see to know where you're going. Trust that on your journey, God goes before you, that God comes behind you, that God is on your right and on your left. And may that give you hope, may that give you promise. And may that give you courage to live the way God calls you to live, to walk in faith just as our brothers and sisters before us have done. And may we be an inspiration to others so that others one day may look to our lives and see that faith lived out. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.